This article, Calvin Said Genesis Means What It Says, from creation.com, is a free MP3 audio resource produced by Stillwater's Revival Books. SWRB is online at puritandownloads.com. This article is copyrighted by Creation Ministries International, CMI, and is read by permission. The author of this article is Jonathan Sarfati, and the reader of this article is W.J. Mincaro. Visit Creation Ministries International at creation.com for a massive collection of outstanding free online creationist resources, videos, articles, and more. At Stillwater's Revival Books, we also highly recommend CMI's professionally produced magazines, The Creation Magazine, and The Journal of Creation. CMI speakers also visit churches all over the United States and the world to communicate the importance of the creation issue and the overall authority of Scripture at a lay level, and CMI does not charge a set speaking fee. If you are interested in having a CMI speaker at your church, please visit the Contact Us page on creation.com for details of your local office. We at Stillwater's Revival Books also make thousands of free Christian resources available online at puritandownloads.com. At puritandownloads.com, you will also find our complete online catalog containing classic and contemporary Christian books, digital downloads, MP3s, videos, books, and the Puritan hard drive at great discounts. And now to SWRB's reading of Calvin Said, Genesis Means What It Says, by Jonathan Sarfati, remembering that God teaches us in the Bible that, quote, the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Unquote. Romans chapter 1, verse 20, King James Version. Some professing evangelical Christians accuse creationists of taking a naive, literalistic view of Genesis and claim that creationism is a 20th century aberration. Nothing could be further from the truth. A straightforward view of Genesis was the view of Moses, Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11, the Apostle Paul, see Romans 5, verse 12, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 21 through 22, and verse 45, and 1 Timothy 2, verses 13 and 14, and the Apostle Peter, 2 Peter 3, verses 3 through 7, and the Lord Jesus Christ himself, Matthew 19, verses 3 through 6, Mark 10, verses 6 through 9, and Luke 17, verses 26 through 27. It was also the view of the vast majority of the Church Fathers, including the faithful defender of the Trinity, Basil the Great, and the great leaders of the 16th century Protestant Reformation in returning to biblical authority also accepted a straightforward view of Genesis. This includes the father of the Reformation, Martin Luther. One of the most influential of the Reformers was the French lawyer and theologian John Calvin, 1509-1564. He became leader of Geneva, Switzerland, which became a refuge for 6,000 Protestants. Calvin founded the University of Geneva in 1559, which attracted many foreign scholars and still does today. His monumental Institutes of the Christian Religion proclaimed the grace of God and salvation in Jesus Christ. He was also a skilled commentator on books of the Bible, including Genesis. 
His teachings influenced many confessions, catechisms, preachers, leaders of modern Christian revivals, and were brought to America by the Pilgrim Fathers. It's very interesting that on every point on which CMI disagrees with much of modern Christendom, Calvin took our side. For example, Calvin believed that the earth is young. Quote, they will not refrain from guffaws when they are informed that but little more than 5,000 years have passed since the creation of the universe. That's from Calvin's Institutes of the Christian Religion 2.925. Calvin said God created in six consecutive normal days. Quote, Here the error of those is manifestly refuted who maintain that the world was made in a moment, for it is too violent a cavil to contend that Moses distributes the work which God perfected at once into six days for the mere purpose of conveying instruction. Let us rather conclude that God himself took the space of six days for the purpose of accommodating his works to the capacity of men. And that is Calvin's commentary on Genesis. Calvin said that the day-night cycle was instituted from day one before the sun was created. In his commentary in Genesis on commenting on chapter 1, verse 3, Let there be light, Calvin wrote, quote, Therefore the Lord, by the very order of the creation, bears witness that he holds in his hand the light, which he is able to impart to us without the sun and the moon. Further, it is certain from the context that the light was so created as to be interchanged with the darkness. There is, however, no doubt that the order of their secession was alternate. Calvin also wrote that the sun, moon, and stars were created on day four, after the earth, and took over the role as light dispensers to the earth. In his commentary on Genesis, commenting on chapter 1, verse 14, Let there be lights, Calvin wrote, quote, God had before created the light, but he now institutes a new order in nature that the sun should be the dispenser of diurnal light and the moon and the stars should shine by night. And he assigns them to this office to teach us that all creatures are subject to his will and execute what he enjoins upon them. For Moses relates nothing else than that God ordained certain instruments to diffuse through the earth by reciprocal changes that light which had been previously created. The only difference is this, that the light was before dispersed, but now proceeds from lucid bodies, which, in serving this purpose, obey the commands of God. Unquote. Calvin also wrote that the creation was originally very good, lacking any evil. Again commenting on Genesis, this time chapter 1, verse 31, quote, On each of the days, simple approbation was given. But now, after the workmanship of the world was complete in all its parts, and had received, if I may so speak, the last finishing touch, he pronounces it perfectly good, that we may know that there is in the symmetry of God's works the highest perfection to which nothing can be added. Unquote. Calvin also wrote that suffering on the earth is the result of sin, commenting on Genesis 3, verse 19, quote, Therefore we may know, that whatever unwholesome things may be produced are not natural fruits of the earth, but are corruptions which originate from sin, unquote. Calvin also wrote that physical death is the result of sin. From his commentary on Genesis, he wrote, quote, And therefore some understand what was before said, Thou shalt die in a spiritual sense, thinking that even if Adam had not sinned, his body must still have been separated from his soul. 
But since the declaration of Paul is clear that, quote, all die in Adam as they shall rise again in Christ, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 22, this wound was inflicted by sin. Truly the first man would have passed to a better life had he remained upright, but there would have been no separation of the soul from the body, no corruption, no kind of destruction, and in short, no violent change, unquote. Calvin also wrote that God created Adam and Eve directly. In his commentary on Genesis 5, he wrote that Moses, quote, distinguishes between our first parents and the rest of mankind because God had brought them into life by a singular method, whereas others had sprung from previous stock and had been born of parents, unquote. And in his commentary on Genesis, Calvin also wrote that the flood was global. From just a small part of an extensive discussion on the real historical nature of the flood in the ark, he wrote, quote, And the flood was forty days, etc. Moses copulously insists on this fact in order to show that the whole world was immersed in the waters, unquote. It is thus clear that if we accept the authority of Scripture alone, we must believe that Genesis should be taken at its plain meaning. Christians who deny this are imposing outside ideas onto Scripture. This is shown by the frank admission by the, quote, progressive creationist, unquote, Paddle Pun. Quote, it is apparent that the most straightforward understanding of Genesis, without regard to the hermeneutical considerations suggested by science, is that God created the heavens and the earth in six solar days, that man was created on the sixth day, and that death and chaos entered the world after the fall of Adam and Eve, and that all fossils, by the way, creationists, which they most fossils, were the result of the catastrophic deluge that spared only Noah's family and the animals therewith, unquote. Sadly, one hotbed of anti-creationist theistic evolutionary slash long-age ideas even includes a college named after Calvin, Calvin College in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Some of their staff have even invoked Calvin in support, although, as we have seen, Calvin opposed all such compromises. Today, the church needs a new reformation, to return to the authority of the Bible, the written word of God, rather than trusting the fallible conjectures of unbelieving scientists.